We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 12, 2015. And today's study is massive, and um, I have no idea how long it will even take to complete. But the information is probably some of the most important information I've ever covered. Um, we're going to be talking about two main things. CERN, the Super Particle Collider, and um, Jade Helm. And originally I was just going to cover Jade Helm first and then CERN if I could fit it in. Because it's about a 23 page PDF for today. Uh, but as I looked at it, I realized the information regarding CERN was more important because of the spiritual implications regarding that and how that could affect every single person on the planet including Christians particularly if they're not prepared for what could be coming if they're able to unleash what they're trying to unleash this first audio clip is amazing I've never heard this guy it's a CERN insider who calls himself Mike around the world I mean what a name you, you got to admit I mean that that's a real name there and anyway um I guess it's his nickname or something, but he is very articulate and really lays it out regarding CERN and then how that relates to the Bible. What the Bible clearly predicts are things that are going to happen. And um, the this information is just so super important and particularly... It's not just like the first five minutes. It's basically the big picture. It's about a 38-minute, I think about a 38-minute audio that I'm going to be playing here. And it's called The Darkest Side of CERN. The consequences are earth-shattering, literally. And I, I think it was that one guy, that pseudo-Catholic guy, Paul Begley, was the guy that was interviewing him. But whoever went in and did this edited him out, I guess. and uh, Which is kind of what I wanted, personally. But... Um, I mean, he's got crucifixes hanging in the back when he does stuff like that. And, and you know, it's like, okay, come on, man. But um, it's all you're going to be hearing is this mic around the world guy and this 38-minute uh, clip here. And um, he got me thinking about things from a spiritual standpoint that I've, I don't think I've ever really thought about that much. But when he brought them up, I'm like, wow, this is so important. I mean, this is so mega important, particularly for Christians to know this information. And that's what this ministry is really all about. It's about preparing the body of Christ for what's to come. It's, it's a watchman-type ministry to sound the trumpet before the evil comes. The, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. The, not to be destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to Hosea 4.6. To not be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us. And I, I'll be honest, this CERN thing has got to be the biggest of the biggest. From a technological standpoint, from a spiritual implication, what it could actually unleash standpoint. And what it could actually unleash in human beings, which is what I wasn't fully aware of. I thought, yeah, you know, you open the abyss and, and this stuff happens and there's devils and demons. But no, no, this actually 
talks a lot about what they call dark matter and how that can relate to human beings. And it's... Anyway, without further ado, I, I like I said, I think this is... I mean, I'm not going to compare this to like a sal the salvation teaching I did or, or where poor little children are being raped, but from a spiritual implication. And then also with Jade Helm, particularly if you live in America. Um, probably some of the most important information I've ever covered. I've been doing this since 06. Um, this would have to rate right up there, this teaching, as far as importance goes, right near the very, very top. Out of over a thousand different audios I've done. Um, so anyway, without further ado, the darkest side of CERN, destruction of the souls, you're going to hear him talking uh, right off the bat here. People want to understand what CERN is, uh, if they would uh, just indulge me for a little bit. They'll have a clear understanding of why they're doing it, what they're looking for, and what what is the potential and the facts that will come out of these experiments. CERN, and amazingly, it won't come from the scientific community or anybody who has knowledge of physics. They will not they will not tear it apart because they understand what I'm saying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make this as basic as possible. I want you all to imagine, if you want to know what CERN is doing, I want you to imagine you come into a world and you find architecture all over the place, buildings and homes and houses, and you think they're beautiful and it's really a big discovery. You find out with the houses, you can house people, you can do many things with a house, with a structure. All of a sudden, after many years, you become curious and you say, what's holding all this together? And you begin to find, not nails, that you can take out, but glue that has bonded itself to the materials. And you become interested in that glue that's holding the structure together. And so you're fascinated by this glue and you've tried everything to replicate it. You can't because it's hardened. Glue is hardened. You come to the realization the only way to find out how this glue is working is to break it down to its basic particles. And you have to have that glue in its former state, not the state after it's already hardened, right? So you don't want it in the cured state, the state that you can see. You want it in its initial state, which is a liquid state, before it hardens. And so CERN, basically, is a device that will allow them to examine particles in their initial state, not after everything is bonded together. That's a very simple, simple way to look at what's... And in other words, kind of what they're thinking they're going to be doing is going back prior to the Big Bang theory, which is a fallacy, and they're going to be looking at the state of the universe and, and how it was prior to that. And so this is what they think they're going to be peering into, supposedly. I, I really, I think these people are, are totally evil at, at that level. I think these scientists, to a certain extent, totally know what they're doing and are being guided by devils to do it and are most likely vessels of Satan, many of them, I'm not saying all, but many of them, in order to accomplish the will of Satan through this device. 
Stern is doing. They're trying to find the glue that holds everything together. It's what they're doing. That's the entire, that's the purpose of CERN. As of now, what has come out of CERN is called antimatter, which was first actually produced, it was first produced in 1955. And CERN is a very old organization, but it was produced in 1955, and they found positrons, which are anti-electrons. To understand what antimatter is, I'm going to have to explain the very bare basics of what matter is. And, and believe me, it's going to get very weird here shortly because you're going to begin to see exactly what they're doing. But you have to understand what you're looking at now. The matter, the matter and antimatter are in fact opposites. Now the matter that we have in front of us, if you take a piece of wood, nothing happens. It's just a piece of wood. But if you set that wood on fire, you have caused a reaction. And then it, it's in a dangerous potential state. It's active. If you have a battery outside of your cell phone, it does nothing. You put the battery inside the cell phone, the electrons begin to flow. The electrons will flow from one place to another. Essentially, that's what electronics are, the control of electrons. They control the direction, the speed of electrons, which okay. create tiny pulses. They flow or don't flow, flow or don't flow. Those are called gates. Those gates form computers. And with a computer, we can do fascinating things. This is why they did, in fact, take Nikola Tesla's findings, because he discovered some things with electrons and protons that were very fascinating. Electricity within itself is a visual observation of electrons and protons in their active state, non-controlled state. Antimatter. He also uh, developed the ability regarding free energy, which they would not have wanted us to have at all because they want, they, the globalists, the Luciferians, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, want us to be totally dependent upon them for everything. And power, energy, is one of the main ways they do this. So they had to um, dispose or hide what he had discovered in, um, I, I believe, many different areas, actually, regarding Tesla. It's the opposite of the matter that we can control. Antimatter cannot be controlled. In fact, when they first produced antimatter, they had to have a facility to contain it because unlike the wood, where you have to have a reaction to cause it to burn antimatter, you have to have a containment to cause it not to burn. That's the only way they can store it with massive facilities to store it. Let me give an example. In a nuclear bomb, it takes timing, which takes electronics and the explosions have to be just right to cause a reaction. That's a nuclear bomb, like the Hiroshima bomb, which takes pounds of nuclear material to cause it to react. And it has to, have, has to be very precise. Well, let's go the opposite. Let's say we had antimatter, correct? If we had one gram of antimatter, that would equal about 42 or 40 let's just say 45 kilotons of TNT, which is about four Hiroshima bombs. Okay, so this is one gram. Now remember, he said that it would take pounds of to equal of, of this radioactive nuclear material 
to equal just one gram. One of the smallest weight measurements we have, I mean, regarding that. So this is the comparison that, that he's drawing there. And it's, it's already inherently unstable. It's unstable. The only way to harness antimatter is to contain it. And it takes very large and expensive facilities to contain just one gram of antimatter. It would be a little more than a weapon, unlike matter, which we can measure. And we can actually have a fail-safe with any explosion because with TNT, so many grams of the components that go into TNT causes a yield or a force of an explosion. You can have small explosions like a firecracker to big explosions like C4, but you can contain that explosion, which would be called a fail-safe, right? So explosions are fail-safe. Antimatter is not. You can have one gram of antimatter. It can begin to react in ways that are unfathomable by the human mind. Physicists know this. One gram of antimatter can cause a reaction with other matter and other antimatter components that are out there causing a chain reaction. That could, in fact, uh, one gram of antimatter, it is said, has the potential as the sun if it begins to react with other components of antimatter. So it's, it's, it's very unstable and dangerous. It's very unstable and dangerous. What they've been trying to do since 55 is control it. They've been trying to control it. They have made containment devices deep into the earth. Some have failed, some have not. If those containment devices fail, they cause mega quakes. That's what happens when they fail. Now we're talking small, tiny drops of antimatter. So you wonder how many earthquakes, and there's been a major uptick in earthquakes, and Jesus Christ did predict that in Matthew 24, um, how many earthquakes have actually been caused by this? I mean, where they actually take this stuff un in unbelievably deep underground bunkers to areas where they try to contain it, and they still can't do it. I mean, this stuff is just... It's unfathomable. I mean, just drops of raw antimatter. It, it's highly unstable. It has to be isolated from the rest of reality when it's contained in a literal sense. Now, given that this can be weaponized, which is true, well, there are other implications that the average person has not thought about. Our body is held together by that glue that they're searching for that bonds matter together. Those who understand what's called the standard model, they have a pretty good idea of what would happen if the force table in the standard, and the, the standard model is just an explanation of how all things work. You're dealing with matter and force, and they have categorized the elements of matter, everything we can touch and feel and observe, in what's called quarks, the building blocks, building blocks, I'm sorry, protons and nuclei, and leptons, which are essentially, well, that would be like an electron. And then we have force. A force are lumps of energy that transmit the forces that bring matter to life. But like a photon, it carries the electromagnetic force. Without a photon, we would not have, we would not have uh, any, we couldn't produce motors or anything else. Without gluons, which carry a strong force, 
neutrons and protons would not be held together. In other words, the universe would not exist. And of course, you have your WNC particles, which are for weak forces that govern the radioactivity. So you have this standard model, and they have broken this down. But what they're looking for, what they're looking for, is a higher explanation of how everything works. This is the particle they're searching for. Now they found half of it. They already found a component of it. That was the Higgs field. Now the Higgs field is an explanation of, of the. They found the traces of the Higgs field. They can now observe the Higgs field. The Higgs field is what is found wherever matter is not. In your room, the Higgs field is in operation. Listen, with the Higgs field, they can begin to alter reality as we know it. Now, a lot of people may, they can't capture that right away. But you have to remember our world is made up of matter. The antimatter is what we can't see, what we can't touch, what we can't feel, though we interact with it every day. A lot of people like to think of antimatter as the other dimension, which is the opposite of this dimension. It's an inconceivable place that is hostile inherently. It's not under control. It's very hostile. This dimension would be the more tamed dimension. Here's what they've done since the 1930s. Okay, and this is why you can have things like apparitions devils, demons, in the times where maybe humans could see them or they manifest, seemingly vanish into a wall or, or, or vanish into thin air in the middle of a room. They're simply coming from that dimension into our dimension and they can go back and forth. Uh, to a certain extent, you know, I know that God, I'm sure, has limits on everything, but they, they can travel back and forth, whereas we can't travel you know, to, to their dimension. Actually, since the 1800s, there was a group that studied nothing but the phenomena of paranormal activity, not like you've seen on TV, not like you've seen in Hollywood, not like anyone knows about. But they studied the science behind paranormal activity and have then defined that this is a dimensional, called a dimensional slip, where things can obviously interact with this world all the time. And they were wondering the interactions between known matter and that type of matter. But they also found with antimatter, this antimatter can be absorbed by any realm of paranormal activity. It is, in effect, neutralized and absorbed. So there's a physical effect to the spiritual world and antimatter. And often, demonic entities and all these other paranormal things are attracted to antimatter. They're attracted to it. When they bring, when every, for every gram of antimatter that's produced, and then it's bought into this world, when they produce it, it attracts things from another dimension coming here. What is CERN going to do? It will allow humanity to produce pounds of antimatter. Pounds. We're talking one gram has the ability to attract all of these nefarious evil entities. Paranormal activity. He's going to discuss this. One gram. Now we're talking about producing pounds of antimatter. This is basically like bringing this 
antimatter, which is normally in this other dimension. He's also going to refer to it as dark matter. And in this other dimension where it, it resides, and bringing something that has no right or no business to be in our dimension into this one. Thereby, I believe, because it exists in that other dimension, when you bring it into ours, it gives the entities in the other dimension, the evil entities that are attracted to this, much more of a right to actually occupy our dimension. And then you see all the Bible verses, particularly in Revelation, where it's talking about opening up the abyss and, and these types of things. And it relates to that, I believe, heavily. It's the same concept. Okay, so just to get some clarification on this, I'm not sure how many pounds of antimatter CERN would be able to, to produce, but there are 453.59 grams in one pound. So, for, just say, for argument's sake, 454 grams in one pound. And you're producing pound after pound of antimatter. The spiritual implications of what that would do to planet Earth, we, I really don't think that we can conceive that. What they're trying to do with this CERN machine is to literally create hell on Earth. Hell is a real place that these entities have free reign to do what they want to do, right? I mean, kind of. I mean, I understand it was made for the devil and his angels, but and God made it in, in that regard. But right now, what the activity that's going on in hell is primarily the punishing, the torturing of humans. And so, by bringing antimatter into our dimension, they're trying to create this, this dynamic that is inching us closer and closer to a hell-like world, I, I guess is the point that, that I wanted to make there. What's happening, that is the unseen portion of dark matter. And of course, you have the angels which govern what that realm can and cannot do. It, it's not a... You know what? It, it's a shame, and I have to continue to say this. It's a shame that the Christian community cannot believe the Bible when it's talking about things like that, because it's going to cause them to be harmed. What they can't, what they fail to adopt from the Bible, what they fail to believe, is going to harm them. It, it's going to harm them. They may Again, being destroyed for lack of knowledge, being ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of you. And a lot of that, a lot of the reason that they don't want to believe it is because they're scared. Fear of man bring up a snare. And it really does boil down to the fear. It's not, this is not the fear of God we're talking about. We're talking about the fear of the unknown. The fear of these evil entities coming through and, and, and no, no, I'll just block that. And my pastor didn't teach on it and um the radio program i listen the christian radio program i listened to did never taught on any of this so you know if it was really that important i'm sure they would have mentioned it at some point but the church from on so many levels is so ill-equipped to deal with what is coming and that's by design by satan 
And, and the Bible predicts that the church was going to be this way in Revelation 3, lukewarm, you know, that there was going to be a falling away or an apostasy right at the same basic time that the Antichrist or the wicked be revealed in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. All of this has been predicted. So it really shouldn't surprise us, uh, but the remnant, God always preserves a remnant, and that remnant needs to be educated. Because we've got more snares of the devil now than I would almost guarantee you they, they ever had even in Noah's day. Even though Noah's day overtly may have been just more flat out wicked, so bad that God had to destroy the whole world with the flood. But I don't believe they had all of the technological, I don't think they had smartphones in Noah's day. I don't think they had the cell phone, I don't think they were chemtrailing, I don't think they were fluoridating the water supply or putting chlorine in it you know, or vaccinating, or had all of the ways that they brainwash you through the television and the media and, and all the electronic warfare that they've got now that they, they have at their disposal. They didn't probably have CERN. They were more kind of overt and out in the open. They, they really, in Noah's day, you know, it was more like the angels fell, here we are, we're going to mate with women. We're going to produce this race of giants. And they're going to rule over you. And you don't really have a say over the matter regarding humanity in general. And they were kind of more in your face. It's been more covert now. Satan has had to bring about a lot of these different technologies and things of this nature to do this for more covert, in a more covert way. Um, it wouldn't have worked the same way it did in Noah's day. It, it, it's just... We would have had the Bible to reference. That would it just it wouldn't have worked that same way. And nor did the Bible predict it was going to be exactly like. I mean, it says, "As in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man." Jesus Christ said that. True, but it's the same thing going on, but it's just a more covert way Satan has set it up to do it. Okay, so those are kind of the differences we're looking at. Not be lost in their spirits. But they're certainly going to have lumps all over the place. It's going to harm them. And I hope people have a general understanding of matter, which we can touch and feel and observe, and antimatter, which we cannot touch, feel, or observe. However, it's working in tandem with the matter. Because everything is balanced, the uh, subject of Lucifer in the spiritual sense, because God gives everything balance. Everything has balance. There is dark, there is light, there is good, there is bad. Everything has balance. I mean, God could have not... Why did he put the serpent in the garden in the first place? For balance. God can't give us an honest choice unless we're faced with an equal balance of obedience and disobedience, good and evil. And so Lucifer is used to be that balance of darkness with the light that we're given. And the reason why I say people are going to be harmed... And so you could say, yeah, but hold on, there's so much more evil. That's because people have chosen evil in the day and age particularly we live in. So there's choices given, and if we choose goodness and righteousness in the word of God and Jesus Christ, the world would be a utopic type of awesomely amazing place. But because society, because the world in general has chosen Satan, it seems and appears way, way much more disproportionately darker than any good that may exist. So, because somebody might have that question, I just want to get into that a little. If, when they don't believe these things, it's because if they do not believe 
in the spiritual realm of our Lord, well, then they're giving the Spirit's authority to work in their lives. CERN has yielded so many results and gave a true definition of paranormal activity. It's just, it's beyond me that a lot of people cannot get this through the truth of the word. They, they can't. Antimatter is being pulled out of nowhere, out of this other dimension, which is nowhere but everywhere. In consequence to that, they found out antimatter has a specific type of energy signature that they can, in fact, detect. This is how they, it's part of the process of pulling it out. Well, as it comes to find out, some of the not-so-good consequences of this process has to do with the human psyche. But it's important, before I go into that, for people to understand exactly what they're doing. The process. So, in other words, when, they, when, they, when they're pulling this antimatter from this other dimension, it's going to affect the human psyche. It's going to affect people spiritually. Unless they're saved, and even if you're saved, you really need to still be prepared uh, for how to deal. Excuse me, how to deal with this from a spiritual perspective? They're trying to find the glue. That previous state of the glue that holds everything together. Because if they find the previous state of the glue, just like they found the electron and proton, and now we have electronics. Now they can control electrons and protons in electronics. That's how your electronics work. All electronics work this way. If they find that glue, they can then manipulate the glue. Stephen Hawking, he understands the implications of what could happen. He understands how it can affect the psyche. For a long time, Stephen Hawking did not believe there was a God. For a long time, he didn't. But you see, something is changing with him. He is beginning to see that everything is so precise, it's impossible for it to be happenstance. I mean, everything down to a trance of a trance of a trance of a trance of a meter is absolutely precise, and he's beginning to change his mind is what's happening to him. He's changing his mind. He is now beginning to entertain the idea that what people call divine is in fact done by some sort of architect they have no concept of. Now with the general basis of what CERN is doing, the, the very, that's the basic, basic idea of what they're doing. And, and that's exactly what they're doing with particles. Here comes the other part that's not so good. This is why they have to do another set of, listen, it's not just one experiment they're about to perform. This thing is going to run six months continuously colliding protons near the speed of light to analyze particles, exotic particles that are, made, that are made at the beginning of the Big Bang. That's why they call it the Big Bang machine. It's the only way to observe these particles which wink in and out of existence in, I mean, a fraction of, of time. A fraction of time. And the consequence of this, of this search to gather more and more of this matter, by the way, they have a more efficient method of pulling out or, or, or gathering antimatter, which is why they need to know the properties of the, some more properties. 
of this particle they have described, once they have these properties, they will be able to extract as much antimatter as they desire efficiently. It, it's right now to obtain antimatter, it's very inefficient. It's very inefficient. In, in other words, to get a pound of it would take about 10,000 years at the current rate. It just, it's just not going to work. CERN will allow them to do that probably within a week. But here's the consequence. They've observed the energy of both matter and antimatter. They found out that antimatter is intimately tied to every single life form on this planet. They found out that energy, energy signature is the same energy signature in all life on this planet. All life none excluded found out when any life form is in the presence of antimatter the energy of the life form changes the energy changes i'll put this in basic terms a person has both dark and light already in them it's part of their makeup it, it's what you can't live in a material world without antimatter nothing would exist and so a person has both good good energy, which would be this realm, this, this realm of matter, but they also have energy of antimatter, so they're connected. A person is connected to both realms at the same time on the energy level, and they don't even know it. They don't know it. And they have found, with, certainly, with all the experiments they found, they have found out why paranormal activity exists. They know exactly what it is. They don't want to tell anybody. This is why they perpetuate foolishness on television. But every single person, every single life form is connected to that realm, that, that other realm, into this realm of reality. Now, I just want to stop here because you could be saying, well, yeah, but as born-again Christian, I shouldn't have... Well, listen, Paul wrote Romans, and in, in, in Romans, if you read all Romans 7, it says... Um, <laughs> this really describes this. Um, he says in Romans 7, 7, 18, For I know that is in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth... Now, this is, this is definitely a saved man here, okay? He says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing in, in the flesh. This isn't talking about the soul of the spirit of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside you. This is talking about the flesh. Okay, this is where this antimatter, whatever potential a person might have, would dwell. Okay, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. One of the greatest Christians ever of all time is saying this. Now, this doesn't give us a license to sin. We don't we don't sin because you know we don't want to give um, use this liberty for an occasion of the flesh, as the Bible talks about. But we also don't walk around in sinless perfection. And the Bible also says in First John, if we say we have no sin, we we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So it says now, if I do. That I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. And I do believe that this sin that they're in reference to here 
has something to do with this antimatter that he's talking about, this dark matter. Sin is always described as, you know, like darkness, and, 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 and darkness is always kind of in parallel with, with evil deeds and things of this nature, and they call it this dark matter, which is this antimatter. He says, um, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Now this would be more like your reborn spirit and the Holy Spirit that lives inside you as a born-again Christian. But I see another law in my members, my flesh, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members, or my flesh. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? That's what Paul said. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then the mind I myself serve with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. There was no, there's no escaping this as long as we're in the body. Okay. Um, it, again, it doesn't give you a license to sin. We should strive to perfection through the Lord Jesus Christ. But this kind of, I, I think, explains a little bit about what this gentleman is talking about here. So let's go back. All the time. Now, a person's thoughts, how a person feels, and doctors know about this too, how a person feels will determine which energy they draw from. You can draw from this realm, good realm, and you have positive results. That's called faith. That's why doctors believe in it. That's why they give out placebos. They know that if a person believes something is helping them, they have it within themselves to repair. They can command their bodies to be repaired simply based on belief. But the, the true faith, I, I, I believe, the, obviously, the Bible's reference to is faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, so that's how you actually build up your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Okay? And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, obviously, as your Lord and Savior, is, is the main faith that is of, of, of the utmost importance, you know. So I, I wanted to kind of put that in there as well. And people think they work. And people have recovered from cancer. People have recovered from uh, back injuries. Uh, quadriplegics have been repaired simply by their own faith. This other realm, because that energy is contained in another dimension, so to speak. That's the containment wall. But when a person draws that energy in, it is it is the opposite of this room. In this room, again, we have to light uh, we have to light a piece of wood with a flame to catch it on fire. In that room, it's already on fire. You have to contain it to see the wood because it's engulfed in flames. It's the opposite of this room. Maybe that's why there's so many flames and you always hear the fire of hell. It's just because that's just the natural state of hell. When a person changes their emotional state, their energy changes. And they begin to draw their energy from this other dimension, this chaotic and violent and uncontainable place where they draw dark matter from, intimately linked. And it's an operation. It's most likely why the Bible says to guard your mind. You know. 
what do you do to guard? Well, helmet of salvation. Putting on the mind of Christ. Dwelling on the word of God. Prayer. You know, praise, worship. All the time. Now the scientists, they are aware of this. Now here's the other part that's not so comforting. On the spring equinox, forces change on the earth, and they know this. They know that forces do change, which will in fact allow them to have better results. And uh, believe me, it's timed perfectly. It is timed perfectly. With the basic introduction of what CERN is doing. The spring equinox was March 20th, so we've already passed that point. But he's saying that there's a change. Now, remember, from an occultic standpoint... They have their occult calendar, and all this stuff is laid out. You know, this is why they they do these these ceremonies and these human or animal sacrifices on given days or whatever sexual ceremony they're going to have um, during all the whether it's Christmas, whether it's May Day, whether it's Easter Ishtar, which is all you know, Ishtar is determined through the pagan. Well, it's really determined through the lunar cycles. It changes every every year as a result of that, and if it was. Anything having to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ would be on the same day, obviously. You know, when it changed, it'd be like a birthday, you know. So, all of this, these things that they do from an occultic standpoint, that this, these are the reasons, because they get a better effect when they do it at these specific times. And they're most likely harnessing, harnessing or trying to harness some um, aspect of, or level of this dark matter where these fallen angels and devils and demons work through this and what it is and the, the dark matter and matter itself now we get into the heart of the matter uh, of what's actually what the, there will be consequences it's just that uh, there have been consequences before nobody took notice and the energy of the energy signature of dark matter which, by the way, resides everywhere. But once you bring it into this realm, where we can actually see it and observe it, it attracts things from the other realm. Dark matter is tied to dark matter. Everything has a connection. Everything has a connection. That connection can never be broken by anything. If they bring dark matter into this realm, it's still connected to that realm where the dark matter came from. No matter how far away they put it anywhere it's still connected because that realm is everywhere and it's still connected because it's connected it effectively increases paranormal activity around where it's contained and this is why they shift facilities of where they keep they once kept dark matter in in a uh, college i won't name it for the sake of the college but uh, the the or the university they had to move it to a deep underground facility because of what was happening to the people in the college. People began to have vivid dreams, nightmares, uh, violence began to erupt and vile things began to happen in those places. And it's because it's a chaotic piece of matter. It is just chaotic. So it was affecting all of these people from a morality level, from a, on a spiritual level having this dark matter somewhere trying to contain it at, at this college campus 
Okay, so that was probably like, who knows, maybe less than a gram, I mean, who knows, and it was doing that, that tiny little bit of this. Can you imagine if they had pounds of this stuff? And, and it's very difficult to, to contain something that is so powerfully chaotic. This is what an explosion is, by the way. When an atom bomb explodes, it releases chaos, chaos in the form of chemicals, reactions, and everything is out of order. That is the, an explosion is the absence of order. That's what an explosion is. When you contain something, you're giving it order. So it's controlled. Here's the worst part. Understanding that dark matter is always connected to its source, which is that realm where the dark matter came from, the realm that's all around us. Just imagine that dark matter being the ocean. Right? Imagine this realm being the submarine. We're all in the submarine having fun, and we're, we're doing our thing, and we have disagreements here, disagreements there. And then uh, we find out there's a hole in the sub, but the hole is not, we thought the hole was in the sub, but it wasn't in the submarine itself. It was, in fact, in the people. The people's water inside their bodies began to increase based on their emotions. Let's just say that. And the dark matter can then come into this realm through people. That's in fact what they discovered in 1950, that people can also produce dark matter by way of, it's very minute, it's very tiny, but it's measurable, it's quantifiable. In fact, they now know how much energy a person has to have before they go absolutely berserk. They also know how much uh, of that energy signature a person must have before an entity from that realm can possess them, which also allowed them to understand that not everybody can be possessed. Not everybody can be, but they're, 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 the person has to be prepared to be possessed. They have to be, in, in essence, they have to be a portal themselves to be possessed. Not everybody can be possessed. And so, not, not to get way off target, but this dark matter is everywhere. That is, that you know what, all these things, here's what, I mean, it really, it really gets to me, is that these scientists over the course of many years have quantified or they have calculated these things. They have extracted the truth, the facts, yet the Christians don't believe it. And these crooked people in certain places have already been harnessing this power for themselves, and it's been effective every single step of the way. Yet the Christian community, for some reason, has a mental block on certain things of God as though they have all the time in the world. To, you, know, you know, I will say this, and then I'll get back to CERN, that if a person trusts their father, they don't need the father to explain everything. They just need the father. They just need to know that the father said it, and they'll go do it. If if you tell a child, go, you know, you need to go rake the yard. A child's not going to sit there and say, "Well, what brings you to that conclusion?" A child's not going to do that. You'll just go out there and rake the yard. Over time, you'll find out why. But you have already performed what the father said. And but in the Christian community, we have to know why everything is before we do anything. In the scientific community. They see the facts. They know they don't understand it fully. And so they have experiments 
and they learn along the way. In fact, they're obedient to their own disciplines, and we're not obedient to our own disciplines. So the problems about CERN, I know everybody's waiting on this. What could potentially happen from this? Well, they had another discovery, that dark matter causes other pieces of dark matter that they have contained to, to react. In other words, if you have a container, say you had a, a, a teaspoon of dark matter, and in, in, let's just say you had it in Pennsylvania, and somebody else had that same uh, a teaspoon of dark matter in California, then as soon as the teaspoon of dark matter is exposed to the elements in Pennsylvania, it causes the dark matter in California to begin to activate. In other words, you lose containment in one place, containment in another place is going to be lost. It's going to be lost. So they're intimately tied together. Now we've covered the fact that people have the signatures of the energy of dark matter in them and matter. So they contain both matter and antimatter in a sense, the signature of energy. They're not put together. It's just that signature. And we draw upon those based upon our thoughts and what's in our minds and what's in our hearts, in a sense. With CERN, as they begin to collide these protons, dark matter is going to be produced in great numbers. I mean, in greater and greater numbers. Not only the matter, but the energy signature is going to also be released into this realm. You know what that's going to cause? It's going to cause the dark energy signature within people to begin to activate more and more. You see, it's going to become difficult for people to stay contained or controlled. In essence, they're going to become violent. They're going to become, they're going to have vivid dreams. The darkness within a person is absolutely going to begin to surface. And it's, this is not uh, theoretical. This is not uh, uh, some theory somebody thought of. This is absolutely 100% quantifiable, and it's happened before. It's going to happen in greater numbers this time. It's going to, it will take effect. That's also been weaponized. Nobody knows this, and I, I probably won't be in trouble for this, but they have a weapon concerning dark matter that they can put within a country or a specific place to cause chaos. It's a weapon. They've used it before. They can unleash this, and it can cause chaos anywhere they want chaos to be rampant. Also, there's something very important about that. There, I know this firsthand. There are often times you have to partake in the weapons development program, and you become a, a rat, so to speak, and amazed to see firsthand what the effects are going to be. I'll describe something. People can believe it or not, but sooner or later they're going to experience it too. I am a Christian. I know that Jesus died on the cross for the remissions of sins, and now sits at the right hand of the Father, soon to be sent to us again. I rely on the blood of the Lamb. I am, you know, as a soldier, I count my Lord and Savior as my commander. And so I am used to taking orders and to operate life or death in those orders that he gave. That's the only thing that saved my life one day. I was thrust into a position 
where I had to absolutely 100% fight to keep my flesh under full subjection. I could not believe the intensity. And again, what were we just talking about in Romans 7? The flesh. The flesh was, was what was at war with the spirit. So that, that, I mean, it's just more confirmation. Of what was happening. My thoughts were all over the place. It, it, it was almost like every evil thing that was in me came to the surface with a snap of a finger. Irritation, aggravation, anxiety, fear, uh, just anger, hatred, all sorts of things. And the snap of a finger. The only thing that kept me still, the challenge was to be still. The only thing that kept me still, I had to absolutely 100% focus on the Lord. I had to focus on it. It's the only way to overcome that is to focus on him and place the flesh under subjection. If a person's out there and they say, well, I have no power to control myself. Yes, you do. You don't want to control yourself. Believe me, that power is within you, is given through the Holy Spirit. I felt the power, the protective power, the blood of the Lamb and the Holy Spirit during that test. I was amazed. I didn't know this could be harnessed in that way. I did not know, but it happened. And this was a weapon. This was a mild weapon. And you have to claim, people have to claim to the Word of God and His promises. Most importantly, his instruction. You know, not one time when I was in that test, I didn't think about his promises. I thought about his love. That's what I thought about. And when I began to think about his love, something happened within me. Everything came under subjection as though it took no effect. That's what happened. He found the force that holds the dark energy or the dark matter away from this realm. They call it the wall. There's another name for that, a name of which that, that those particles they're going to find, they found part of it. They're going to find the other pieces that are in that wall. And when they find the other pieces to this wall, they will then be able to undo that wall. There's another name for that wall, the veil. Call it the veil. It holds back that realm. They found out what's holding back the dark energy from, because it would be absolutely destructive if the two met. But they found out, now with this as a weapon, there is no counter weapon to this. China is building an LHC facility. They're building a particle accelerator. There are, to present day count, about uh, 14 particle accelerators in existence. 14, not just one. All the countries are vested in the CERN facility, every single last country. In the United States, we have three facilities here, three. I, I can't tell you where they are. One is, one, they began to build, but they couldn't, but they went ahead and built it anyway. It's in one of the biggest states in the United States, and it's there and it's operational. It's also going to be powered up during this time. I'm saying this because when this thing does power up, the immediate effects are not what I'm worried about. That's not my concern. The psychological effects on people is going to become quite evident. And I know that people will come under some strange attacks, some strange occurrences and incidents. I know that the only way 
they can be protected from such things. It's their unqualified belief in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can't fake it. There is no substitute. People know if a person is real or not because they emit a different energy. That energy is that wall that the this other realm cannot breach. It can't breach it. And they're, they're, it's absolutely going to take effect. The, the collider, it, it, think of a collider as a um, hundreds of nuclear explosions taking place within one second in their containment. It goes beyond fusion. It's in a realm by itself when they collide protons. They are going to find these particles, and within months, they're going to put into motion what we talked about today, and people are going to feel these effects. And in this other realm, it's going to begin to spill over in multiple places everywhere. Violence will increase. The, the crucial side of this is that with this show coming up, people are going to realize all too painfully uh, what we've talked about today, but they have to start now. They, they really have to. They can't make excuses for their flesh anymore. They cannot make excuses for their emotional state anymore. They're going to, if they, if they love the Lord, if they truly want to be with him, if they can recognize his love for them, they're going to have to fight for it today. They're going to have to fight for it every single moment. They're going to have to keep this negative energy away from them. They're going to have to immerse themselves in the truth of our Lord. That's the only way they're going to be able to survive. You see why I said this is really super mega important stuff? I'm almost out of time on this, so I'm just going to keep going, but I'll comment more in the next part. You know, in this time that's coming, which is coming quickly, I mean, like within weeks, people are going to be thrust into... The he says weeks because I believe the CERN particle collider is ramping up, which is what we need to be praying against, literally on our knees, against... Because God can stop this. This thing's been down for two years. He can stop it again. They're going to have ideas and things that they didn't think they had. Now, some people may say, well, you know, all my thoughts are my own. Then why would God say, take, take captive your thoughts? Would he say that? Why would he say, die to your flesh daily? Why would he say the flesh and the spirit war continuously? Why are those things said? Because we have the power to overcome our own flesh, because the darkness in this world is about to be pulled out of everything. Everything with darkness in it, that darkness is about to surface in a way that no one ever forecasted or thought possible, but it's absolutely going to take place. And the only way a person can overcome this is through the true power of the Holy Spirit and to stay within the blood of the Lamb. There is no hypocrisy in purity. There is no hatred in purity. There is no accusation in purity. And people need to be in that purity in truth, not acting like they're in the purity. They have to be there. It has to be in their hearts. They have to do everything they can do to get a heart transplant right now so they can be strong enough to endure because we all have to finish this race. None of us knows when we're absolutely going, but I, I, for one, intend to finish this race, and I'm trying to sound an alarm that something very different is going to be uh, all too evident to everybody who believes in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And without Him in truth, they're not going to make it.
They will not make it without him in truth. Some of the most important information I've ever, we've ever covered in this study. And um, I will apologize if you do watch this on YouTube. I'll give you the link. There's a lot of, whoever put this up, this lady that put this video up, all this Catholic rosaries and stuff like that in the background it has nothing to do with the audio itself this that has nothing but the lady that put this up had that so i apologize but i'm i'm wanting more of the audio that you can get that now i have to end part one here and we will go to part two next god bless you Scott Johnson's 900 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G for F-O-R truth, T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 3730 North, Highway 16, Suite Number 211, Denver, North Carolina, 28037. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.